Welcome to What's Next, Cornet Global's podcast channel that puts members on mic for thought-provoking, profession-shaping conversations and commentary. Featured in this session, Data DNA, Static Reports versus Dynamic Data, is James Cavanaugh, CEO of Fortel. Uh, Salas Dudley is pleased to present uh, a number of speakers this afternoon. I'm particularly glad to present to you these folks from Fortel Solutions. Uh, so let me tell you about uh, Jason. Jason Rock is a strategic partner for business development and SaaS sales with a focus on enterprise asset lifecycle management. Uh, has always been in strategic corporate sales uh, and has some very interesting things to talk to you about with Fortel Solutions. Also with him is Aaron Smith. Uh, Aaron, like myself, has a background in journalism, right? so a storyteller here. Uh, first learned of the challenges of asset lifecycle management in infrastructure facilities and corporate real estate while working in telecom for Vodafone. Uh, now he leads business development efforts with Fortel's service provider community. So thank you. And with that, I'm going to step aside and let the professionals do what they do. So thank you all for joining us. So Jess's uh, first advice to us was just to not waste time and try to dive right into the technology because it's what you're here to see today. Uh, but we'll just spend a couple slides teeing up what you're going to see. Um, I'm based up in Portland, Maine, which is as far away from here as you can get and still be in the country. And Jason's down in Atlanta. Uh, we got a couple other colleagues at the end of that next row, so if you don't hear anything today, you want to ask some questions, that's where we'll be. Uh, we are obligated to note fire exits, but I'm sure you figure that out by now. Uh, so essentially, the topic of discussion today is data DNA, so moving from static reports to dynamic data. Um, we started as an engineering firm that built apps for doing mobile assessments. Um, those engineering firms used to just deliver a static report to the owner operators of that property and they'd file it away in a PDF somewhere um, and not use it again until, you know, years later. So essentially when that appetite for ongoing uh, data, access to that data increased, we built a platform for the analytics side. Uh, so we've been around since 2008. Uh, those are the other locations we have, Toronto and D.C. Uh, we have a big portfolio of data, uh, a lot of government data on that platform now as well. Um, and most of the verticals we're in right now are higher ed, uh, government, commercial, and the service providers, which are those engineering firms that we mentioned before. At some point, I'm going to hand this over to Jason, and he'll get to the good stuff. All right, thanks, Aaron. So when you consider static reports versus dynamic data in the commercial real estate space, most of the time it connotates um, things of Excel spreadsheets, things of you know, snapshots in time of your assets, your built portfolio versus the life cycle of the asset throughout the, the uh, portfolio you may have. So when we think of static versus dynamic, you usually consider what's lacking change versus what's constantly changing. So most people that we talk to today have that static report, but they don't know how to manage the change that comes with their environment. Everybody's asking us, how can we manage constant change after we've already made plans, after we've already developed a capital plan, and what do we do with that information once it occurs? So what Fortel was designed to do is analyze, manage, and communicate change throughout the organization. So a lot of uh, companies have proprietary solutions in place, whether they're homegrown applications or Excel spreadsheets or Word documents that they already have in place or software platforms that they spent money on. But what happens is all those systems don't really talk to, to each other. So that develops a, a large problem when it comes to automating the integration of that data so you can make a good decision based upon the portfolio from a capital investment strategy. 
What we look to do is automate that and standardize that assessment data from multiple sources. So it's not only the data collection that you get from Fortel, but it's also data that you might have in Excel spreadsheets or data that you might have from other systems. Uh, we also look to provide visibility into your whole portfolio. So not just any singular system that's telling you from a CMMS point of view or an IWMS point of view, but from your whole portfolio so you can have better insight into what you're trying to accomplish. Um, we also try to ensure compliance that's traceable and accountable. What we hear from a lot of people is they don't know where the data come from, they don't know who created the data, and they don't know what happens to it once, it, once it's created. So how do you manage that from a single source of uh, repository, and how do you get that into a place where you can make actionable decisions? And finally, we want to look at actual scenarios across all your assets, not just the assets in a building, but the buildings and the portfolios themselves. So take it one, one layer further, and let's look at it that way. So we do that in a couple different ways. Like I mentioned before, we integrate, capture, and consolidate data. So integration comes in two ways with Fortel. One is through our mobile data app, which is on an iPad, will soon be on Surface and other uh, tablets. But what that helps you do is go out and get a snapshot of what your assets are in the field. You can also integrate data, like I mentioned earlier, that comes uh, from current systems that you might have in place, Excel spreadsheets and other platforms there. What that allows you to do is integrate and validate the data that you currently have so you can make credible decisions. So when you're considering the data that you're using, you want to make sure that that data is realistic and quality. Because if you're making bad decisions off of bad data, you're just going to get that a bad decision. So secondly, it allows you to inform your existing system so you can push uh, data back into that system. So if you're using workflows and things of that nature and you capture information in the app, you can push information back into that system and tell it to do something. You can also pull data out of it to make sure that you're informing that capital data strategy to make that da data more dynamic and more usable. You can update project status and you can also close out projects as they occur. So one challenge that we hear a lot is that things are being done in the field that we have no idea about and we can't make those adjustments when we're doing our capital planning. And so the, the idea of having both the mobile app and the platform means that if you have a mobile app, there's less friction to keeping the data updated and current. Um, and then this is what we're going to show you now is once it's on the platform, the different things uh, you can do with the data. Uh, so in this case, it's the platform with the Microsoft Air on it. But essentially, you're just looking at the different buildings um, and picking the subset of data you want to drill back into. Uh, so there's a couple animations here, which essentially will take you to that portfolio view where you're picking the subset of data as far as either a region or an agency you want to look at. Um, and then from that, it's going to give you a list of which buildings are within that region or those agencies, um, and eventually the list of the, the components there. So you can slice and dice which subset of the data you want to, to view. Um, some of the bigger clients like to also use these fields here, which is essentially the file manager part of it, so as they can attach everything from warranty information, lease information, uh, manuals on how to fix those assets. So you can tag those to those assets. So anyone from a subcontracted FM provider to your own critical facility staff can go in there. If they touch the asset, they can see you know, what they need to know last time it was touched. I'll click on an asset, um, and its details come down here. This is also you the place where you'll bring in a lot of the CMS work order data to see which of your systems are providing a disproportionate amount of trouble tickets. So if you're looking at moving away from certain systems or all. swapping out certain systems, you can see a lot of that, that data as well. Uh, this part is usually narrated by our CTO who originally had this job of presenting today. 
Um, you can sort most columns. We had a colleague suggest I do this all in free header, form, like uh, rhyme, like this morning, but I didn't quite have time here, to pull that off. Um, so once you see a list of these are all the deferred maintenance and capital plan items against those assets they drilled into when they selected the subset. Um, and what they're well, doing now screen, is going an through and selecting and building a project out of that. So you can take a look at the impact on your budget or the you impact on your FCI or other KPIs of taking right some of that grid. data and uh, and creating a project and looking through approving it Here's or funding it or not. So what some larger clients do is they'll have their each region come up with the tickets and the wish list of the things they want to get done. And then at another level, look at what the impact would be of, of funding those or not funding those those projects. There's a search. Yeah, and also what it, what it really does is just give you a, that almost a snapshot in a dynamic form. So the data is a snapshot in time, but it actually allows you to look at it and slice and dice it in many different ways so you can understand what's actually happening. Um, the next thing that typically happens is, okay, now that I know what's going on with my assets, what do I need to do to, to remediate them? What do I need to do to renovate them? What do I need to do to expand or build new or whatever, whatever the case may be, whatever your plan might be? And so you can look at it from a dashboard point of view where you can start to, to look at the data and look at what outliers are there and see like where are my problem assets? Where are my problem buildings? And what can I do to remediate what is those? The condition so of a specific what you're going to see here is specific Let's asset data. As it, yeah. So again, it's, it's meant space. to be a dashboard style so that an executive or a manager can look at it from an office where they're and not the in the field. Actions. And they can actually see what's going on with all the assets in the field from a, a map point of view. They the can look at everything that's in a particular area. But they can also look at, drill down to the facility. They can drill down to the assets within that facility. And they can also find out what actions that I assigned to this facility. So through our prioritization modeling that you can assign as well, all this is configurable because it's a cloud-based solution. But essentially what it's going to do is give you that power to actually decide where should I spend these dollars. If I know that I have this many actions to do in these many, this many areas, and I understand that the replacement cost of this building is X, but I know that the maintenance cost is Y, I can make a better decision on what to do with that. What it's also going to help you do is manage change. So you make a plan, that plan changes six months from now, you can go back into the system and see how that change is going to affect the actions that you already have planned against, as opposed to a static report. Okay, so from there, what do you, how do you execute against what you've now developed? So what this is going to help you do is look at your priorities. We talked about prioritization modeling and making it more dynamic. What's priorities to you? In this case, you have the number of agencies, in this case, a university system, by city, and you have a number of actions associated with that, with that spend. So you can actually address that by project. You can select all projects, or you can look at it on a project-by-project -project basis. And this is where you can actually compare performance of assets against each other. So you can start to look at, okay, if I need to spend more money in these areas over some other area, maybe I need to move money from one project to another project, and it's easy to do within this system. And as I mentioned before, you can inform your systems that actually execute on that data through these projects. So at this point, it's measuring FCI, which is a, a KPI that you could use. There's other KPIs that you could use if you wanted to. But it's actually measuring the performance of a building against each other. Um, you can measure performance against other buildings or other portfolios if you like, but you're really trying to understand what's going on within that portfolio so you can make a better decision moving forward. 
So I mentioned before how we used to license the mobile apps just to engineering firms that do the facility condition assessment study. And that's usually just looking at like managing an asset over its life cycle till it's the end of its useful life. But um, what I like about the platform the most is that you can change those priorities. So if you have, for instance, an energy or an ADA um, initiative, more programmatic management of the portfolio, you can filter and reprioritize the deferred maintenance and capital plan items by the weighting of that. So if you want to look at just things to do with energy, you can look at the low-hanging fruit there. Uh, this, for instance, is one graph just showing FCI, which is the Facility Condition Index. It's kind of a health uh, KPI of a building, all the deferred maintenance divided by the replacement cost of the building. Or these FCNI is also the including the capital improvements to those properties. Uh, so it helps you as things change, as priorities change, as your business objectives change, you can reprioritize everything. You don't have to go out to the field and do an entire new assessment every time. Yeah, and then finally, once you have all the information, that's when you can create a capital plan within the system. So you have all your projects. In this case, you can see the description of them. You can sort them by any one of these headings. Um, it's all filterable, so you can take it all the way down to the asset level if you'd like. You can sort them by priority, so all your priority ones. You can see, okay, do I want to plan my capital plan for the future? Um, and what does that look like? So you make your five-year, three-year plan, whatever that might be. But again, it's managing that change that's inevitably going to come. So most of the customers we work with acknowledge that change is going to happen. It's just they don't have a very good way of dealing with that change when it comes. So what this will help you do is look at that from a perspective of now that I know all this data and I have all this information and I've already costed all this out, as Aaron was mentioning, the low-hanging fruit, where do, where do I reprioritize if business objectives change? If our goals as an organization change, how can I change that capital plan that was developed six months a year ago to reflect this new change? So it allows you to create that plan over again. It's something that's recyclable, and it'll actually help you understand what's going on within the environment overall. So. You can go ahead and go to the next. I think we're running close on time. How can I create a capital project? You can go ahead and go to the next Create one. the accounts that fund it. Yeah. Okay. All right, so to finish up, this is basically what, what Fortel provides is a portfolio-wide tool that can help you put visibility into all your, your systems that you might already have in place. So what it's going to do is simplify your environment. It's going to incorporate visual aids so that you can actually visualize what's happening with your environment empower usage so that you can confidently spend what you're going to spend. A lot of things that we hear from people in finance or in leadership positions is, I don't trust the data that I have. I don't trust the quality that we're getting. I don't have confidence in the planning that I'm able to do. So what you want to be able to do is empower them to make that, that decision much easier and give them insight into their portfolio, but also transform that data into actual credible data for future use. So, so that's it for us. Uh, any questions from the audience? Appreciate your time. Yeah, we have um, a monitor set up at the end of that other hall where the system's live. So if you want to come play with it and see you know, some different what-if scenarios, um, we'll be there the rest of today and tomorrow as well. No questions at all? Did we blaze through that too fast? Oh, nice. Okay, the, the question is, uh, what are the key systems we integrate with? So that's a good question. We get that a lot. Usually it's with the CMS work order systems, like Maximo is a big incumbent in that space that we see a lot, especially in the government sector. We're pulling in those work orders. And then we also integrate with a lot of ERP systems on the other side. So Yardi is pretty big up in Toronto where we do a lot of work. 
um, obviously Oracle, SAP, Tririga as well. So we're a good bridge between like the tactical work order systems and the ERP systems, especially we have a cost library on our, on our portfolio as well. So as you assess, you can see what the replacement costs and the remediation costs are. But you want to be able to update those to regions and what your actual costs are so it's financially defensible. So tying it into an ERP system is usually a good way that when you present what your budget requests are going to be, you can back it up with, well, what are those costs based on? And what are you going to do with the money specifically? There's cheaper ways to do it where you just look at the parametric modeling of a whole portfolio. But then when you're asked to like what you're actually going to do with the funds, you can't really show what assets you're going to replace, how that changes the book value, things like that. You need to know. So, so, so typically in higher ed, which is a, we use a, we incorporate with AssetWorks, which is a big CMMS solution. Dude Solutions is another one. So it's typically if they want field data collected by a service provider and then sent to their own platform. Um, and then what they'll typically do is then take that data and push it back into our system once it's talking to this. Because CMMSs and IWMSs aren't really designed to do overall capital planning. So what they, when they recognize that. So, but, they, but we're not designed to do CMMS stuff either. So we push the data to them, we're back out. And that's the high-tech way through an API or something like that. Low-tech way is they have an Excel spreadsheet. We create an XML, we map it to our system. It's just that simple as well. Yeah. Any, other, any other questions? All right, well, thank you very much. Have a good conference. This concludes the Cornet Global Podcast on Data DNA, Static Reports versus Dynamic Data. Want to record a What's Next podcast of your own? Have an idea or point of view you'd like to share? Visit cornetglobal.org to learn more.